0: Are you a new realtor or thinking about getting into real estate? Episode 249 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. And we've got some great tips for you. Well, hello, sir. How are you today? Excellent. Thank you. Excellent. Today's topic, I am going to do a little interview session with you, my friend. Bring it on. Because in episode 247, in my chat with Steve Cicchetto, I asked him a couple of questions that I'd like to ask you today. And we're going to go down a bit of a rabbit hole. I'm not
1: prepared for this.
0: Which is good. Well, because then I don't, we're gonna I don't get, work
1: well on a whim, but we'll see how it we're goes. We're going to
0: get candid, you know, honest answers. All right. And the premise of today is to provide tips... And I can't read your messy writing upside down. So I can't even have any insight into what you're asking me. Your your writing looks like a three-fingered four-year-old would write. (laughs) That's offensive to all the (laughs) three-fingered (laughs) four-year-olds. Tips for new realtors. So new realtors entering the industry or ones that... I've been in the industry for a few months, just getting started, getting your feet wet. Oh, I thought you wanted to learn
1: more about me. So it's not about me.
0: Why does it always have to be about you? Well, I misunderstood the purpose of this. Okay, I was It sort of flattered. is about you. Okay. And we'll start with a question that is about you and providing some insight and tips to these new realtors. And... Quite honestly, doesn't matter if you're new realtor or you know new in the business. People that have been in the industry for years could also benefit from some of this advice. At least I assume you're going to give some good advice. I don't know. I got be, some questions. You may
1: be uh, surprised. <laughs> yeah, this
0: may be a complete waste of your time if you're listening or watching. But knowing Adrian, I think he'll have some valuable insight for you some words of wisdom so let's start with the question you've been in the industry now for about 13 years uh yes my license is due to
1: renew in october and oh, did, i need i need to do my courses you didn't do them yet no not
0: yet oh well i got a couple months um knowing what you know today what would you do differently when you started if you had the knowledge that you do now?
1: See, this is a a question where I think you'll have, you'll not be very impressed with the answer. I just, I don't think I would do anything different other than just more of what we did
0: in terms of, um... well, that's something different. Sort of. <laughs>
1: yeah, it is. So when we started, you know, a big part of our, I mean, the, the big question is how do you get your business? So you need to pick your niche and, and, and focus on it and put in the time and effort and be per, persistent and patient until it pays off. Um, so for us, we were farming, which is a, probably an industry term. But, uh, you know, we chose a geographical area where we focused a lot of our efforts and for us we decided to use a neighborhood we were in because it was very transient it was new new developments people were moving in and out all the time um so yeah so we hosted events had a local facebook page sent out monthly newsletters stuff like that so um i don't i honestly i don't think i would do anything different other than just re i maybe didn't realize the potential, um, at the time of, you know, what's out there. And as I learned it, you know, you realize the more you put in, the more you get out.
0: So I would have probably just put in more effort. And by effort, what elaborate on that? Because a lot of the words that you just said are all fluff and stuff that people would hear from any of the broker managers or any trainers. There's There's a bunch of real estate training right now out there, ones that you pay for, ones that are free on YouTube, whatever, a lot of great podcasts. Um, I know a lot of realtors listen and watch to our podcast and have lots of takeaways from it. So get more specific. So that all ties into something that I am very passionate about, you know that, and that's living or dying by your calendar. So one of the things that I preach to all of our realtors, but realtors in general, is you need to know what your schedule looks like before your day starts. So the day before, plan tomorrow. Yeah, And stick to a fully complete working schedule and don't deviate from that unless it's an income opportunity. Right. So have a schedule that's set up for yourself from whatever, 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 6 a.m., whatever works for you, but start early in the day and end it, whatever is comfortable for you. If it's 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever. But making sure that those time slots in that time slot, the segments, I I call them segments in your day, are filled with income producing activities and and actually telling you what you need to do at that given hour. Yeah. And that goes into like you said put more put more effort, put more time, put more yeah, do more if you want to get more, more specific. Do more. <clears throat> That's the problem I... is a lot of realtors think they're doing right,
1: but they're doing in the wrong areas. Or they're actually twiddling their thumbs thinking about doing.
0: Or what should only take ten minutes takes an hour. Actually, I have an answer
1: for you, but it's not gonna it might help realtors or anyone. And one thing that I um I've I learned a while back was uh, recognizing that, you know, having the defined separation of personal time versus work time. And sometimes, you know, I've always put in long hours, but sometimes those long hours weren't productive. So I learned, and this goes back to, I'm not going to say it, our previous careers, uh, where I learned that, you know, when I'm on, I'm on and I'll put in the time. Mm-hmm. If I'm at work, I'm going to work. I'm going to make good productive use of my time and put in effort. And, and as soon as I did that, I saw a return quickly. Um, same thing happens in, you know, when you're self-employed and you're working 12 hours a day, Mm -hmm. air quotes, um, you know, if I, I learned that if I found myself at a point in the day where I wasn't being productive and I was, you know, my mind was all over the place and twiddling my thumbs or, you know, just whatever, um, I would say, okay, well, I'd rather be with my family now or, or working out not a whole lot. (laughs) Or, you know, playing video games or whatever, doing something else uh, with my time instead of not being productive at work. And then so when I'm on now, like when I'm at work, I'm very productive. If I find I'm trailing off, it's time to redirect my efforts into something else. There
0: are definitely days where you'll be more productive in four hours than you will in eight. 100%. The challenge most people have is being self-employed. Is you're not reporting to anybody, and there's nobody holding you accountable. You have to hold yourself accountable. And I'll give you an example. I was in our brokerage um, for for quite a long time the other day, and I don't go in there very often because you know we're blessed with having our own office. But the brokerage is beautiful. It's state of the art. It's comfortable. It's large. Anything you need and want is there. um, And it's nice to be around different faces sometimes. So I set up shop there and I was observing. And what I observed was quite interesting. And what was interesting to me is I noticed the higher performing realtors and teams on the phone doing something like they weren't just hanging out and, <clears throat> and around the reception area yeah i noticed one person that was there for an extraordinary extraordinarily long time just chatting with the receptionist and i believe that person maybe Has been in the industry for six to eight months, right? What are you accomplishing by hanging out? Like we call it water cooler talk, right? Yeah, Yeah. you're accomplishing nothing. You're wasting time. You mind if if you go home from that day and feel like you went to work? You are not an entrepreneur. You're not a salesperson. You might as well go get a job sh- selling shoes because you'll make more money. Get out of the business.
1: Yeah, agreed. But sometimes that's a learning curve, and that's for me. That's what it was in in our previous career selling cars. Is I got to a point. I don't know what the defining. Actually, I do remember the defining yeah, it moment. No, wasn't you? It was. Uh, uh, it was interesting because I came from a middle class family. My dad worked at a, f- a factory. My mom was. Uh, stayed at home mom for a while and then went to work at a, a not-for-profit humanitarian company for many years. So, you know, both kind of average jobs, um, yeah. salary income, you yeah. know, when they were off of work, they were at home and work didn't come home with them, that kind of stuff. So that's all I ever knew. And I, remember, I don't know why I was at the airport, but I was at the airport one day. Picking, you just found yourself I was, at the airport. I was, obviously <laughs> I, was, I was picking somebody up. I have no idea who it was. No idea. I was, I drove myself there. So I must've been in my late teens or early twenties. And while I was waiting, this guy approached me and just started chatting, friendly conversation. And, and then he's like, Oh, got into the conversation. He's like, Oh, what's your favorite car? And I don't know. I just said Porsche for some reason. I don't know why I remember that. Porsche has never been my favorite car. So it must've been the first thing that came to mind. And he's like, Oh, what if I could help you buy Porsche? And I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> But the conversation went on and, uh, you know, we exchanged contact information. So we ended up being like an Amway guy. And he was literally just at the airport meeting people.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Just hanging out, waiting with people that were waiting for people and chatting with them in the meantime.
0: Interesting.
1: So back then it was, uh, I don't know if it's still around, but Amway had an online version called Quickstar. And that was just their... You know, them trying to get into the online business. And uh, so I got quite active in it. And...
0: In selling Amway?
1: Yes and no. More, I'd say more active, not so much in the selling of it, but I was immersing myself in the business side of it. Like, I went to meetings every week. They were way out in Markham. Like, once a week at the end of the Tuesday or Wednesday, I would drive all the way up to Markham, go to one of the meetings, and and you know, that's my first time surrounding myself with successful people. And the one guy that was speaking, I have no idea what his name was, but he was like a diamond level or whatever Amway guy. And, you know, he's always pull up in his Cadillac that he got a new one every year. And told tells all these fun stories, and you know, money, money, money. and, but it made me like I'd never been around people
0: like Ian that. Ian will know this answer. Sorry. what What is that show? Uh, the lady uh, is in some multi-level marketing and it's the pink Cadillac of hers. And she's trying. Um, oh, it'll come to me. The pink Cadillac is. Um, that's.
1: Is is that, I think that is Amway or Mary Maids no, no. or something. Uh,
0: uh, what? What did you say? Mary? Mary Maids or Mary something. Mary Kay? Mary Mary Kay.
1: Something like that. Mary Kay? Yeah, Not Mary Maid.
0: But there's a show. Uh, oh, geez. What show is it? And there's this multi-level. Um, oh, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Anyways. Just type
1: pink Cadillac multi-level marketing. That'll bring it up
0: probably. No. Oh, man. But it was a show on this? Not not on this specifically. It was like, uh, anyway, whatever. Anyways, forgive me.
1: Yeah. So the point of this story was, and what I think it's Im- it's important for people getting into, or that you know, for anybody, I suppose, is I surrounded myself with people that had a different mindset from what I was used to, and it really intrigued me because I saw the potential. I went. I even went to North Carolina for a big conference in some big stadium. And I was like, that's the first time I ever did something like that. Um, And, you know, I went to these, you know, you have different people, obviously, in the multi-level marketing pyramid scheme. Or not scheme, rather. It's legit. Um, But in the hierarchical structure of it, uh, you have the people above you. So I would go to their houses. They would do meetings in their basement. And it was all kind of really kind of fucking weird, actually. But it worked and these guys were so committed and it just made me realize they work, they go to their normal job, then they come home and they work. They go to the normal job, they come home and they work. And it made me realize like if you put in the time and effort, that's the only, you know, if you can't expect more than average if you're only doing average. So I think that's when my mentality about uh, work changed in terms of putting more in and allocating time properly and being efficient and productive with my time. That had a big impact on me. So I would say surrounding yourself with the right people and being brutally honest with yourself about how your time is spent.
0: The environment that you operate under or within is crucial to your mindset and your production. A lot of people in real estate work from home. And the biggest detractor is your home. Of course. You all of a sudden can, quote unquote, go to work in your underwear if you choose. Because, you know, you got up a little bit later than you should have. And you have to send an email at 9 a.m. and you're still in your jammies. Right. You send your email and you're hungry. Now you go down and make some scrambled eggs. Oh, there's somebody at the door. Who's at the door? Oh, it's the neighbor. Neighbor's mm. talking to you about the garbage that spilled all over your front lawn. Oh, I got to go clean up the garbage. You get in, you're dirty. Now I got to take a shower. Right. Oh, my clothes got some garbage on it. Now I got to do a load of laundry. Now it's 11 o'clock. What have you done all morning? Yeah. Well, and that's what happens. That's legitimately I yeah absolutely. Happens. I remember the first time we
1: started, well, when we started working in real estate, that was the first time I ever worked from home. And I had to overcome those challenges. There's a lot of distractions. There were, I don't think there were any kids. No, there no. were no kids at the time. But then that became a distraction when there were kids in the house um, and you had to adapt. I think it's really hard. I mean, it depends on what you're trying to get out of it, too. Like, do you want to earn a large income or do you want to have an average income and more free time? Or, like, what's important to you? But, you know, I know there's people out there that want to be super successful But they're clearly, you know, they don't have the right work ethic or routine or habits to get there. Um, And I think, you know, for married couples, especially with kids, um, having the right relationship with your spouse in terms of having a supportive spouse or, you know, uh, people in the mix that can help is important. Like if, like for stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home dads that are primarily responsible for kids and meals, like that's a that's a job mm-hmm. in itself so you know realistically especially during the summer months if that's your responsibility from 9 to 5 until your spouse gets home you're not going to accomplish much during that time it's going to be very hard um so if you're not waking up early putting some time in before or after uh that responsibility is done you can't expect to get much out of it
0: you know the challenge that a lot of people have is not knowing where to direct their time. Mm-hmm. So that would fall into that kind of umbrella of, you know, what do I do during what hours?
1: Right. Like if your spouse gets home at five, and that's they're relieving you to go to work, and that's when you're like you sit down and be like, "What am I going to do now?
0: You're done. Like you're, you're going
1: to spend. You you may as well just stay with the kids and, and enjoy that goes your family back to my time. Point.
0: To living or dying by your calendar, because yeah. if you know tomorrow you're on kid duty from nine to five, well, what happened from five to nine and what happens from five five to nine in the morning and five to nine in the evening? Right. Or five to midnight? Right. Um, And then if you, you know, your spouse comes home at five o'clock and maybe you sit down and, and you have a shower, you have dinner, whatever, and you want to start now your working time at 6 p.m., your calendar, I don't care how you keep track of it, should tell you, okay, from 6 to 6.30, I'm going to make three phone calls to leads that I got last week to follow up and check in. From 6.30 to 7, I'm going to post that blog on my website that I wrote last week. From 7 to 7.15, I'm going to... Uh, DM three people on Instagram, it has to be relatively specific to the point where, okay, what am I doing now? That, okay, I'm doing that, done, next, boom, 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 and I can tell you, most realtors work an eight or nine hour day, six days a week, maybe even more, but a 50 to 60 hour work week is quite common. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's more, sometimes not often less, but um, but, are you actually working during those hours? Right. Like <laughs> even, even here, I see it. Like sometimes one of our realtors will come and sit in that room where Jen and Tiffany are, and you go down a discussion, especially like after a long weekend. Oh, what did you guys do for the long weekend? Oh, we yeah. went fishing. Where'd you go fishing? Oh, we went up to Algonquin. Algonquin, I was there... <laughs> and it turns into a 20-minute discussion. Well, in 20 minutes, you could have wrote a blog. Right. You could have posted it to Twitter. Yeah. You could have DM'd 10 people that, or X, call it X. Yeah, he's getting a lot of flack for that. What do you call a tweet now? I don't think he's actually going to change it. Is that a joke?
1: I think it's just another one of his little stunts to
0: get some publicity. Um. Do you want to talk about any mistakes that new realtors make?
1: Um, I would say the biggest mistake people make aside from work ethic and all that cuz that's, you know, something that I'm quite passionate about but it's I don't want to drag that on, but I'd say the biggest mistake people make is being, you know, some people refer to as the silent realtor or, you know, like you need to um you need to be shouting to everybody about what you do. You need people to know what you do. You need to be very public about it. Um, not in an annoying way. Don't walk up and greet your neighbor and say, hi. I'm Adrian, I'm a realtor. Like that's annoying. (laughs) Nobody like go away. But, um, you know, whether it's through things like this, like podcasts or posting regularly, uh, just meeting people and through casual conversation, you learn about what everyone does Go to events, stay Go active events, in the community. Stay Absolutely, I think that's the biggest mistake people make: is just staying at home
0: thinking and, the business will come to them in some yeah, some capacity. Right. I think even if and you, relying on referrals from your friends and family because they're the last people that are going to refer you anybody. My in mom's listing
1: her house next month. Is she with somebody else?
0: You got to be kidding me! No, wow. She's not I mean she's not Cheryl. What are you doing? Seriously.
1: The sensitive subject
0: you even had you even had a staging consult oh, there
1: i know wow Should, yeah Anyways, was lover um not so much anymore huh? <laughs> the level meter has gone down a little right. bit. right <laughs> no the a meter
0: like a meter yeah
1: the love meter doesn't go down
0: um one thing, though. She's seriously listing with somebody else?
1: Yeah, yeah. I knew
0: this a while ago. This is this is the trials and tribulations of being a real Well, that's a good
1: point, though. It's like, you know, we've been in the business for 13 years. We're just recognized as the 10th highest producing team up so far this year in the country. And, you know, still, you're not going to get business from people you think you're going to get business from. So don't take it for granted. Make sure people know what you do. And don't take it for granted. Do you Bust know, your balls.
0: Do you know the real reason, though?
1: I think it was just she felt more comfortable with somebody in her neighborhood,
0: right? Well, she is in downtown Toronto, where you yeah. don't know even the cross streets. No,
1: but to that point, anyways, I don't. She's I'll let, she's happy with her decision,
0: and I wish her well. He is heated. I can I can. No, see I'm not. It. I'm not at all. He's bothered by it, maybe a little bit. You know what? It probably is. Is that she doesn't want to interrupt the relationship in case something.
1: Uh, well, that's a big thing. Sure. I mean, and I'm, you know, I, I believe that is a serious thing that people Like if the property consider. ends up
0: on the market for four months and it's not selling and they've had to go yeah. through all these open houses and showings and all that. And it's her son that's listed it. Yeah. You know. Christmas dinner is not looking so fun. Right. <laughs> um, It's okay. I'll, but, I'll grill her for you.
1: But that's I think that is, you know, we were just talking about, you know, don't expect the business to come to you, like you really can't. You have to right. earn it. You have to get out there and get it. And going back to like thinking of what would you do differently? You now going back to, you know, a couple decades to our previous careers, um, I think people in the car business and many sales businesses, any sales industry, like my mindset back then was, okay, I'm waiting for people to walk through the door and you work with what you get. Yeah. now in that industry i think it's very different i think you should be doing everything you know if i was selling cars still i'd be bringing people to the dealership yeah. which you know at the time i didn't recognize that opportunity and i think you know a little bit maybe towards the end but that's a big missed opportunity from back then and you know what the
0: car dealerships have a lot to learn they are very old school still in many yeah. many ways I and wouldn't have my sales a
1: daily shifts like i'd have it i'd completely change it
0: a lot of sales people are still waiting for that walk-in traffic so waiting for like they think it's a mall or something you know oh are you yeah you're here to look at a car right versus you know you you just got this brand new car into the showroom it's a new model like could you do some great video on YouTube and, and push it out on social, take the car to a plaza and do an event or, you know. Yeah. Well, so I many. would have
1: like a buy from home mindset where my salespeople were on the road all day bringing cars to people's houses.
0: Yeah. Drive it around your neighborhood, see how it feels.
1: Yeah. See it in your driveway, make sure it fits. Yeah. You should maybe open a car
0: dealership. <laughs> <laughs> um. Other tips for new realtors, so I'm going to throw one out there, which it's absolutely crucial to get it nailed down early in your career, and it's perfect paperwork. You're, how many times we see when we get an offer that the paperwork is not good?
1: I think that all ties into just a general
0: Education?
1: No, a general commitment and passion to being professional. From how you answer the phone to how you prepare your paperwork to how you represent your clients. Uh, I think people underestimate their responsibility and the repercussions of not taking a person professionally.
0: Yeah. Well, we are the first line of defense protecting the client against legal action. Yeah. Yeah. We're preparing, you know, seven-figure offers. Yeah. You're dealing with a million-dollar transaction. The clauses, the conditions, you know, the inclusions, exclusions, all of these things. And there's a lot of blanks in standard contracts. There's a lot of input required to create these offers from the realtor standpoint, and that input needs to be Perfect. Well, like an
1: example just happened yesterday. I had uh, on the weekend, actually, I actually had a phone call from a client who was in love with this property and they wanted me to submit an offer it. I hadn't seen it and there was already an offer on it. So we had to move quickly, but I wouldn't submit an offer without seeing the place. I'm like, listen, I like, am not going to put an offer. I'm not just here to write, you know, do paperwork. I need to see the house and I need to make sure you're happy with it. So we went, booked a showing the next day and we went, Uh, to see it. And, uh, and it was, you know, from where I was at the time to get there, it was an hour drive. So it's not like it was convenient. So, you know, I made the commitment to doing it. We went and saw it and pointed out a few things, which uh, subsequently made them reconsider how much they liked the house. Mm -hmm. And they realized, you know, it sucked for me because I put in all that effort, but that's part of the job. And I told them that I'm like, I'm not upset that you changed your mind. That's what I'm here for. Um, but you know, there's many agents I think would have said, okay, no problem. I'll write up the deal. Just give me the address and I'll get the paperwork ready for you. Very different mindset. I think you did that recent or not long ago with something. I don't remember where the property was. Happens all the time. Anyways.
0: Um, last but not least, And I think we could have done this a little bit better in the start of our careers is making sure you have a very solid network of other professionals that are going to assist you in your business, but also assist your clients in their purchase and their sale. So Mm -hmm. I'm talking about having a fantastic painter, Having an amazing lawyer or two or three, uh, knowing a contractor that will be able to renovate a kitchen or put up a wall, having an electrician that can swap out light fixtures or install a receptacle, and having a network of those like minded. It's important that you have people that are willing to serve, able, willing and able to serve your clients the same way that you do, and that you see eye to eye on how to conduct business. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you pride yourself like we do on answering our phones and returning calls and answering emails in a professional and, and timely manner, that the people that you're referring out to should be providing that same level of service to your clients or potential clients, because if they don't, that's going to come back and look bad on you. Yes. And you have to have that network in order to serve your clients properly and to be able to overcome objections to help close more deals. So as an example, oh, this house is great, but I hate the floors or whatever. Well, I got a great flooring guy. Yes. Well, I read one of the books I read this
1: year was the art of war for small business. And one of the, Um, discussions in there was how for many successful businesses, one of their biggest assets is their network of um, industry relationships for whatever, in this case, vendors that we can use from inspectors to lawyers, et cetera. And I think a lot of people underestimate those relationships. Like, If you are able to build really good relationships with these, whatever, individuals or companies, uh, that is something that is extremely valuable to your success. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of people really underestimate that.
0: The more relationships you have, the better your business will bloom. Yeah. Anyway, so there's some tips for you, new realtors or... Seasoned realtors alike, Um, if you have any comments, we'd love to hear if you have any tips and uh, we'll even chat about it in future podcasts. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Ciao. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments on this topic, we'd love to hear from you. So leave it below. Throw us a like. See you next week.